Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Dave Westcott with TransBlue. Welcome, Dave. Good morning. How are you? I am doing great. I'm so excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about TransBlue. How are you serving folks? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we are in the uh, construction industry, so we provide uh, residential customers with uh, outdoor living space experience. So anything from a pool to a patio to a a deck or a covered entertaining space um, on the residential side. And then um, on the on the multifamily commercial side, we focus on roofing, asphalt paving, uh, siding, painting, so on and so forth. So a little bit more hardened services on the commercial side. But that's a little bit about what we do. Can you share how the um, the concept got started? Did it start as kind of a mom and pop that organically grew into a franchise, or was it built to be a franchise all along? Yeah, great question. So uh, I, I was in the facility management construction industry for many, many years. And uh, in doing that, we serviced just Fortune 500 brands. And uh, we worked with anywhere from 7,500 subcontractors on a given day doing, you know, millions and millions of dollars in uh, facility management construction. And uh, I happened to be at a snow conference and uh, I was listening to a guest speaker and he was sharing about the trouble that uh, contractors had and the, and the trouble that they had in business and getting started in business. Even if they had been in business for 20 years, you know, they still struggled. They still you know, weren't doing well with the P&L, weren't doing well with the balance sheet, weren't able to take vacations and, and working themselves to death. And I said, no, that's not my life. That's not the that's not the life I live. And um, I'm in the construction industry and I'm in the building industry. And, uh, you know, my experience has been great. And so at that moment, I said, I'm, I'm going to build something that uh, can teach people who want to have their own business and want to be in the construction fields a better way to do things. And um, through some research and development, I found that uh, franchising would be the the best thing uh, for me to be able to uh, make that happen. And that is what I, whoops, I'm sorry, man. No, um, well, uh, I'll let you get with that. But the uh, follow-up question to that is, um, when you had this idea conceptually, how did you know... Um, that you'd be able to pull it off? Like what gave you confidence that you'd be able to kind of transfer this knowledge and training and have a, you know, kind of somebody execute it without your kind of vast knowledge and expertise? Yeah. So we've made it, we've made the construction uh, process very simple. Um, you know, what we want to do is, you know, really rely, rely on the subcontractor network on that network of expertise um, to enable the business owner and, and his team that he builds around him to be successful. You know, for example, if I've got an asphalt paving project that's coming up or, or a customer says, I want to pave my driveway, you know, that owner doesn't necessarily have to be an expert in every single piece of, you know, asphalt construction. But what they do need to do is align themselves with the correct partner. And so by aligning themselves with the correct partner, that partner can come in and, and properly do the demo and, and properly do uh, the installation of the asphalt. And so that makes 
that makes that piece of the business um, very simple and very straightforward. And then you want to have, you know, hired a good staff. You know, I, I think that uh, the right people in the right seats is something that, you know, you, you probably hear a lot about, but really having a project manager who has experience in the field, you know, helps to measure those KPIs um, that your subcontractors are, are working on. Um, for the different projects that they're executing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So is your ideal franchise candidate and great project manager, or do they have to be like kind of have a background in construction to know what's what, or is your training and and, um, ecosystem so robust that you have that knowledge? So I don't have to necessarily know if this guy's a rock star, you have uh, tools or resources for me to vet this person to know if this guy really is a rock star. Yeah, that's a great question. So primarily we look for uh, franchise owners um, who are outside of the construction field. Um, we look for guys who have, you know, a good executive background. Uh, they're good at managing people um, because that's truly what this business is, is it's managing people. Um, and so, you know, once we find that right business owner, um, we want them to hire the right staff. And I think that's consistent amongst all brands and all businesses. You need to put the right people in the right seats to be successful. I wouldn't say that, you know, the business is dependent on the pro- on the project manager or the salesperson, but you want the right people in those seats so that they can execute properly. And then I would say that it's a hundred percent based on, you know, finding the right team of subcontractors to work with because they are the, the backbone of your business. They've essentially replaced that frontline worker um, in our brand. Right. So then this person, the boots on the ground in a given market has to be able to align themselves with the right, um, people that are doing the actual work because they're the ones in someone's backyard. They're the ones that are interacting with the, uh, owners of the house. So they're, they're, they're kind of your brand in a lot of ways. Um, so how do you kind of protect yourself from, you know, kind of horror stories that a lot of folks have when it comes to these type of workers, uh, you know, when they're going with just an individual worker to do a project? Yeah. Great question. So, you know, you want to work with a, a reputable company and I believe that it all comes down to a culture of compliance. And, and I think it starts what we call the RFP process. When we have a project and we're, and we're going to take it out to bid, you know, it all comes down to how well did they fill out the paperwork? How well did they, you know, communicate with you along the process? Are they licensed, bonded, insured, right? What does their online review say about them? How do they brand their business? You know, we want to partner and align with, uh, you know, the best companies on the market. And um, so by doing that, if if we can identify from a compliance standpoint that they're checking off all the boxes, we know that in the field, they're going to execute at a high level. And that is really what enables us to separate ourselves from, you know, more of the chuck in the truck versus an established business that's there to grow and perform and provide excellent customer service. So you have kind of certain um, red flags, yellow flags, green flags, and and they got to be pretty much all green uh, for you to do business with them. That's your recommendation to your franchisees. That's right. We want to, we really want to have all those lights turn green. We want to have, you know, we really want them to focus on the compliance side and just make sure all the boxes are checked. You know, it's easier to do it right the first time than try to go back and fix it. So You know, if we can, you know, conquer that and do that, you know, that really works out well. And there's a lot of amazing contractors out there doing amazing work. 
Um, and so we really want to make sure we're honing our skill and using the right partners in the field. Now, um, you mentioned earlier that the ideal franchise candidate isn't necessarily someone in construction. Um, is it harder for you to find them because they're not in construction, so they're not even considering construction as a franchise? So how do you sure. kind of identify them to even get into your funnel to have a conversation with them to begin with? Yeah, I think that a lot of people, you know, look at the business that they want to be in and, you know, they say, you know, hey, what's the best vehicle or what's the best conduit for me to, you know, reach the goals that I want to achieve, right? What what do I want to get to? And I think whether you're looking at a rest, a restaurant or a restoration business or a construction business or whatever it might be, you want to look at that, you want to evaluate it, and you want to put yourself in the best position possible. And I think that, you know, we align um, strategically, uh, you know, with a higher level thinker um, based on the fact that, you know, our business is asset light, meaning you don't have to go out and purchase a bunch of construction equipment um, to do the work. Um, it's asset light in the fact that you don't have to hire, you know, uh, 50 construction workers to start executing projects, right? You're going to rely on a subcontractor network. So it, it keeps the cash flow at home. And the other thing is that it's it's quick turn money, right? Like at the end of the day, you do a project, you collect a down payment and, you know, you work on a project, the project is over, you collect your cash. So it's quick turn on the cash flow, which I, you know, I think is really exciting for a lot of people. And I think when they're evaluating um, the different business opportunities before them, they're they're taking those things into consideration and they're saying, what's going to allow me to hit those those goals and dreams that I've put out before me? And I think uh, TransBlue checks off those boxes um, for them. And I think that most people look at a variety of different uh, uh, brands when they're making, when they're, you know, doing their due diligence and their research. And I think, you know, we're a front runner uh, for those type of individuals. Now, have you found a channel or a... Um... A, a a kind of place to find these folks uh, that's working extremely well for you, or is it kind of hit or miss and you're just trying a lot of things and, and, you know, the totality is what's helping. Yeah. I mean, I would say that early on, we definitely did the shotgun approach, right? <clears throat> like, Hey, let's, let's join this portal. Let's be on this. Let's use this. I mean, you know, all of the different things. And I think that we had to learn and hone and, and grow. And I think that, you know, we had to, to be honest, we had to learn who our ideal candidate, you know, was in the beginning, you know, and, and on day one, you, you kind of have an idea, but you don't necessarily know, you know? And so uh, I think we've done a good job at honing in on that. And I think that, you know, for the most part, we're, you know, driving a lot of, uh, of, uh, of people through our website, um, you know, through a lot of SEO work and, and a lot of work on LinkedIn. I would say that's primarily the two um, generators that we're using to, um, you know, find and locate our candidates. So how has your franchise growth been? You know, it's been uh, good. We had, uh, I, I think, year one, you know, we started off with uh, three units. Um, and then year two, you know, we brought on 16 units. Um, you know, this year we brought on three units. So um, we have a goal of uh, 17 more for the year. So, um, you know, we're excited of, of for the growth. Um, you know, we'd love to hit 30 this year, but I think that realistically, you know, we hit that 20 mark and that's, that's what we're shooting for. That's what we're budgeting for. That's what our trajectory looks like. So, um, you know, that's where we're moving towards. Now, as uh, the founder, have you... Um... 
been surprised at the things that you've learned in this adventure? Like, has this having these now boots on the ground in multiple markets now, has that kind of helped you create even even better product from learning what they're doing and what they're successful at in their local market? Yeah, I think, you know, the things that we've really learned are, you know, really diving into the KPIs, you know, understanding, you know, um, what they need, what the franchise needs from support, you know, what they need in frequency of touches, you know, what they need uh, and, and really trying to help fill those gaps and help them to be as successful as possible. I think that's the, that's the biggest learning lesson is just putting those KPIs out there and also, you know, working with them on those KPIs so that they know, okay, you know, we're trending towards X this month. So, you know, we need to increase sales or maybe we need to back off sales a little bit, but, you know, just, uh, you know, really helping them to identify where they need to be in their business, I think has been a huge. And, and the other thing that I, you know, learned along the way is that, uh, you know, they're not employees, you know, they're their own business owners. And um, so, you know, they're going to make decisions uh, a little bit different than uh, they would if they were an employee of TransBlue. And um, can you talk about uh, the importance of giving back as part of TransBlue's culture and why that's important and how that helps you maybe even identify the right franchisee? Yeah, no, that's a great question. You know, I believe that uh, if you're in business, but nobody knows you're in business, or if if you were to close your doors tomorrow and nobody even knew that you existed, what would be the point in being in business? Absolutely. In my mind, no point, right? So, you know, I believe that, you know, business has an obligation to make the communities that they're in a better place. Um, and, you know, since uh, this business has been founded, started, uh, many years ago, um, you know, that's been something that's been close to my heart and something that's uh, been very important to me. Um, and I like to give to, you know, things that make a, a local impact. So things that can bless the local e- economy, uh, uh, you know, of where we're at. And uh, and, I, and I like to hit a variety of different places. So, you know, um, we, you know, we like to look out for, uh, you know, kids. So we support a lot of uh, places that, you know, help um, kids who may have been abused. Um, we serve a lot of places that maybe where women have been abused. Um, we serve a lot of places that, you know, focus on, uh, you know, drug and alcohol abuse, uh, you know, anything that can make the community better. We focus with a lot of food banks. We, over the last, I would say three years, we've supported, you know, a- around 135 different organizations. Um, and so that's, you know, really an important thing that we can make that impact. Um, locally, um, nationally, and then globally is also uh, an important thing um, to us in business. And so that's kind of the key metrics that I drive by. I I think it's important for company morale and team morale. It's nice to say, hey, you know, we're giving to something that's bigger than just um, TransBlue. I'm working for something that's more important than just TransBlue. Like we're a business with a mission um, and you know, that's, uh, that's really, you know, where we go and what we believe in. And I think that our franchisees, you know, they like that, you know, too. And I think that they're like-minded individuals and they, you know, want to make their communities and places better. And I think from a hiring perspective, you know, we've, we've brought on some amazing individuals who uh, work at TransBlue, um, you know, who have joined because of how much we give back and and because how involved in the community we are. And maybe we wouldn't have had access to all of those individuals, uh, you know, if we weren't, uh, you know, so prominent in our 
in our local markets. So it's super important to me, um, you know, as a, as a founder, as a business owner, I, I've got a, you know, big, hairy, audacious goal, as Jim Collins would say, and I want to put a hundred million a year into uh, charities, noble causes, uh, you know, things like that every single year. Um, I may never hit that goal, but if I can uh, work at it one step at a time, then, uh, then I feel like I've done my job. Yeah, that's a commendable. And, and I wish that more business owners and founders um, really embraced that bigger why and really leaned into serving their community. Because I think like you're finding that that's really where it pays off. Your business does well, the community does well, everybody wins. Yes, sir. It, it's It's very, very true. And you see it, right? You see the fruit of it. Um, yeah. And it trickles down. Forget about the money part. It trickles down to, like you said, your people and the people of the community. They they root for you. And um, and yeah. business is uh, it's not easy. So you need all the help you can get. You know, man, it's true. The comment that business is not easy is very true. You know, business is tough. And, you know, at the end of the day, you have disappointing days. We all do. Everybody, every business has things they wish that would have gone better. But I'll tell you that, you know, sometimes on those days, you know, you look at what you've given back to or you get a letter from somebody saying, hey, thanks for, you know, helping change my life. It makes all of that worthwhile. And it says, hey, man, this is you know, what? this is why I'm here. I'm glad that that was a tough moment. But, you know, this is making my life better. And this is what I'm here for. And so, you know, giving and being charitable, you know, whether it's monetarily or whether, you know, we're out there actually working on a property, which, you know, which we do. You know, it just, it makes you feel great. You know what I mean? It's like it's like instant shot of positivity, right? Right. And so I love that. Yeah, and that's why we're all here. I mean, if we're all here just to accumulate wealth, then I think that we're missing something. You know, there has to be a bigger why than that. And um, and I think that your goal of of wanting to give back and having that uh, that uh, big audacious hairy goal of you know being able to help more and more people is. Uh, admirable i mean you, the, the people you're going to attract to this are people who believe the same thing and that's what you want and then everybody benefits by that yeah you know we got to have our own brand of crazy right that's it i mean it's, i'd rather have the crazy of helping people than destroying people so I'm, I'm rooting for you now um is there any kind of industry trends coming up that gets you excited that um is kind of uh, bullish for your brand and for your business yeah, I mean, you know, building, you know, building and construction has just been, it's been awesome. You know, I mean, you know, going into the pandemic, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. You know, it was a little frightening, like, hey, what's going to happen? Uh, you know, what's going to happen with construction? What's going to happen with these mandates? Um, and, you know, everybody went home, you know, and everybody was working from home. And, and uh, you know, everybody said, hey, man, I got to get outside and I got to, uh you know, I, I got to get out of my house and, and instead of spending that money on, you know, a, you know, a trip to Vegas or a trip to Paris or whatever it might have been or, you know, whatever else they were doing outside, they started putting that money back inside their home on the inside and the outside. And, you know, I mean, the the work on on swimming pools, the work on outdoor living spaces, you know, just extending their home into their backyard. You know, if you can pick up an extra fifteen hundred square feet, if you can cover it, put a pool in it add a barbecue, a seating area, a fireplace, you know, and you can hang out there all summer long or the kids can hang out there and have some fun while you're working inside. You know, it's an extension of the home. And so, 
you know, that has been absolutely incredible for our business. I mean, the, the construction and the, it just went through the roof like we'd never seen. And so that's been exciting. And to be honest, it hasn't stopped, you know, and, you know, all of these, you know, brands that you see out there, Amazon, Google, and all, you know, you've got all these folks working from home and they're learning, Hey man, we can work remote and we can, you know, live our life there. And so they're, I believe they're investing in their properties they are investing in their homes. You're seeing, you know, the housing uh, prices increase. And so, you know, it's been exciting. And when we look at, uh, you know, the housing market and you look at, you know, the possibility of recession on the forecast, you know, we go back to 06, 07, 08, when everybody said, hey, man, we're in the bubble, we're in the bubble, we're in the bubble, you know. Well, uh, you know, we don't uh, we don't hear a lot about a bubble, right? And a lot of this, a, a lot of these investments in these homes are backed by cash, right? You you go into Amazon, someone's making 350K a year, right? They can afford that mortgage, right? So, um, you know, I think that that's, I think that that's really beneficial for us. And I think that if that, that investment in the home always pays off, it always increases the value. So for us, that's, that's exciting. It's good. And um, that's where we see things, you know, going, we, we don't, we have an optimistic outlook uh, on the future. Um, you know, we've been through uh, COVID now, COVID is starting to wrap up. Um, it, we're, you know, we've got some gas prices and some different things, but you know, that'll level out here. And, you know, I'm excited about the future. Amen to that. Now, if somebody wants to learn more about TransBlue, about the opportunity, is there a website? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, TransBlueFranchise.com is is the best place to go. Um, and it, that's got all the information, uh, you know, about the business and uh, and how to get a hold of us. Well, Dave, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.